1: Like you can't miss. Just he couldn't make that if he tried that again.
0: Absolutely not. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by my colleague Brandon Anderson, NBA Futures Analyst. This is your game four NBA Finals Warriors at Celtics game preview. Best bets the Celtics take game three in Boston on Wednesday night big payday for Brandon Anderson big payday for me big payday for everyone in action who was absolutely terrified because we were all on the same side I will say like we've been contrarian like public was on Warriors a lot of folks talking about they like the Warriors. A lot of the NBA media analysts were like, oh, yeah, I like the Warriors in this series, and I think they can win this game. Um, we, were, we were solidly on the Celtics to start the series, and that's where the value is. Um, I have gone on the favorites with Chad Dillman and Simon Hunter and taken endless shit from them um, for taking the Celtics, and basically they've dismissed everything that I've said, and now it's 2-1. Um, we'll see how it goes. Please, God, Celtics. Like, honestly, Brandon... I have money on both sides as we've talked about many times on the show. Like I profit no matter what, because I saw this out- this outcome coming and I bet enough different variations to be able to come out clean on the side. I bet more now on the Celtics once it got to this point, once we did the analysis for the series. So I come out a little bit more ahead with the Celtics. Um, but honestly, I just want to win so I can rub it in Chad Melman's face. Like that's why I want the Celtics to win the series. Um, there's a lot to talk about here. I want to start off the top and and just let the, the viewers know this. So, listeners, whatever. We have two days before between game three and four. Game four is Friday. It's the only day where we've really got a short gap in the series. Um, this isn't the maybe the one spot where Brandon and I are both extremely cautious as of now on a side. So, like if you're like, I want to know who to bet, should I bet Warriors or Celtics? I do, like. I will talk about how like I have a lean towards Warriors and I may get there by Friday afternoon. But like right now, we're both real hesitant because of the nature of this series on a side. We'll talk total. We'll talk props. If you want to know what we're betting, download the Action Network app because you can follow our picks in it. Um, You can follow Heat Check, which has been an absolutely insane run. We've been incredible this postseason on Heat Check our live show that that goes on YouTube and on Action Network HQ on Twitter. Um, Brandon, let's just start here. The Celtics fucked around in the third quarter. The Celtics played drop coverage, which we'll talk about with with regards to Steph Curry. The Celtics did not play a perfect game, but they played more than a good enough game to get a 16-point win. They hit their team total over. They hold the Warriors to their team total under. Thank you, God. Because I really thought that thing was dead at halftime, and 104 and a half. I actually have 105 and a half. But I tried 104 and a half in the app. Uh, paid for me. Um, I, instead of like your big takeaway, I guess here's here's my big question. Um, what bet from game three do you feel like you got the process most right on? Because you absolutely cleaned up in game three.
1: Yeah, I think the thing that I felt best about, we we talked about the trends. We talked about the Boston after a loss and Golden State after a win. We talked about the coming home. I think for me, the thing I felt best about was the correlated stuff that we did. We said, okay, so if we're right about Boston, what does that game look like? And we were on Jason Tatum assist overs and we thought Marcus Smart would be aggressive. And all of those things happened almost immediately. So I feel like, I guess that is me trying to answer not one, but like four positive things and victory lapping. But the the thing that I like is when I feel good about Boston again in the series, I'm going to want to remember to play the Tatum assists and the smart yeah. points. And like the correlation there is very strong. And I think we saw that play out as the game was happening and, you know, all the better when Tatum literally assists a smart basket toward the Boston cover and the alternate over. And you're like, oh, okay. We're getting everything all in one here. So I think I think seeing the correlation as we start to kind of figure out what makes Boston play well, what are the things happening that make them play well? And then the other way, that's where I'm stuck a little bit on this game because I'm not sure which side I'm leaning to. And that's kind of feeding which props I'm doing and then everything right. else too. So that's where I'm a little stuck. Yeah, and we talked about this on heat check yesterday about
0: because we all <laughs> here, here was our heat check yesterday. We had I took Celtics, best bet. Dan Tye took the under, RIP. Uh, Brendan Glassene took Celtics first half. Props, we had three Celtics props. Like, because this is when you only have one game, it gets tough because you're basically just like, well, look, if they're going to win, they're probably going to shoot better. And if they shoot better, they're probably going to have more assists. Like yeah. all of these things are correlated. If they win, they're probably getting more defensive stops, which means more rebounds. So like the rebounds are going to go over the one that I lost, the one that I'm annoyed about. And I, I don't know. not know the right term. I'm just like, oh, okay. Uh, I had Robert Williams on the unders on points, rebounds, assists, yeah. and credit to Ime Udoka for making that work there's always this balance. I've talked a lot about this, about how you have to be careful with predicting the the adjustment. Like we saw the Steven Adams round one unders coming a mile away. We're just like, this is not sustainable. To Doka's credit, he is not letting the Warriors play guys off the floor. One of the things that that was one of my priors coming to the series that I was wrong about was that Boston would have more guys played off the floor than Golden State but that their solid seven were good enough for them to win. But instead, what's happened is kind of the opposite. The Warriors are cutting guys out of their rotation. Like, Nemanja Bielitsa had a great game, too. Bye, Nemanja! May not see you again for, until next season. Because um, he got absolutely destroyed in this game in his brief stint. Uh, and instead, Boston has, got, has been like, no, we're playing Grant Williams. We're playing Robert Williams. We're going to play two bigs we're doing this like it drives us crazy. We were texting with Raheem and Raheem and I were losing our minds <laughs> on the drop coverage with Robert Williams. Um, I think Williams had a fantastic game that will probably carry him the rest of the series. So I cannot play the unders more. I do wonder if you're asking me like, how did the Celtics lose this series? That's how it's like Udoka just doubles down on his strategies of two bigs, playing soft at the at the level of the screen they're not can i can i riff on the on the on the the drop stuff for a minute i'm Please, talking a lot i need to get you back on there but like so curry goes for another massive game okay and right now if you're betting warriors if you're like i think the warriors are still gonna win the series there is no bet except paying for Steph for finals mvp that's all you need to be betting right now is just Steph for mvp it's over it is it is done there is nothing clay thompson jordan Poole, draymond green Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney, any of the other Warriors can do the rest of the way to beat out Steph. Um, That is, I will continue to tell you this, and I'm not going to get, I'm not changing my mind on this because it's continued. I've done the film work. So in game two in the Warriors won, 14 of Curry's 28 points in that game came off turnovers. In this one, it was almost all in pick and roll versus Al Horford and Robert Williams. There was a sequence, Brandon, (laughs) on an inbounds play. They gave Curry the switch versus Horford, and then he ran, and they've done this a couple times in the series. Then with Horford defending him, he runs a pick and roll versus Robert Williams as a defender. So now you have a big with another big, and Williams is never going to switch. They don't do it. They do not switch Robert Williams onto him. And so, like, Williams just watches him walk into a three, just watches him walk into it. Good job. And, like, Williams' net impact was high. Um, so I'll just say, like, this, this to me is, is where the next turn of the series is going to come in, is do the Celtics really believe that they can do this, that they can play this coverage on Steph and get away with it to the degree that they control the offensive glass that they shut down everybody else and it's basically, all right, Steph's going to beat us. Nobody else. Is that strategy sustainable? That to me is where the series is at right now.
1: Yeah. And I think that has been a big takeaway is you talked about the coaching thing. We've seen Boston come out and say, this is what we do. This is who we are. We're doing it. And we are the better team and we're going to stick with the thing that we do because we believe it's going to beat you. And it has beaten them two out of three games now. And there is value to here's what we do. We're sticking with it. There's value to flexibility. Like, look, we've, we've criticized Bunholzer for, for years because that's what he does and he doesn't adjust. And it's like, hey, there's stuff happening. Do other things now. So it's not just that quality. But I think if you're right that you're the better team and you have solutions that are working, there's value there. On the other side, you mentioned this, Steve Kerr, he showed his cards first. He made Steve Kerr was great in Game Two. We talked about that. He made great adjustments coming in. He made more adjustments at the half in Game Two, but he kind of used up a lot of his bullets on that one, right? You yeah. know, he he well, he had a new one in Gary Payton, but that that angle was not no longer a surprise that he could kind of give to Boston. He tried the Belitsa card. That card has already been played now. You know, we tried that again in in Game Three, and Udoka did make a slight. Change put Robert Williams on. I was like, yeah, okay, good luck, because he's a million times more athletic and bigger and stronger, and you can't do it anymore. So that was that. So I, it's I feel like Adoka hasn't really had to play his cards yet because he's been able to just say, okay, now actually, the hand I was dealt is pretty good, and I think my hand's better than yours. I don't need to draw. I don't need to trade any cards in. My hand's going to beat yours, and until you show me consistently that yours is going to beat mine. I don't even have to, to switch things around that much. So here's what I want to talk about just for a second, because we have talked a lot, a lot, a lot this season about drop coverage. This is your thing. So we were texting about this a little bit. The internet collectively melts down every time that Horford or Williams or whoever goes under the screen and the Warriors hit another three. And it's usually stuff. Clay hit a bunch of threes. Clay, I think was five of 13 in this game. Finally got going a little bit. Cool. We've seen at times, especially in the third quarter, get his threes going. And it seems to me, my read on my Twitter feed is why won't Boston change? How stupid can you be? This is the greatest shooting team of all time. Why are you going under? I think, I think you agree. This is purposeful. They are sticking with the strategy. so, Tell tell the listeners, why are they doing drop? What are they taking away by conceding these shots? So there's two different versions of drop.
0: Um, I talked to to coaches about the two different coaches. I've talked to about this um, in detail. You can be instructed to play deep drop. Right. And that's like a lot of what Rudy Gobert does. And the objective is basically like, look, if you take a mid-range, if you take a pull-up jumper, we'll live with it. It's regular season coverage. Right. It's like, okay, all right, you're fine. Whatever. You're only going to play like 32, 33 minutes. It's fine. We can live with this. You're only going to have so much of a diet because you have to play your whole offense and everybody's going to get points. There's a tighter one, which is you play more up. That's what Boston's doing. When everyone's like, they're not dropping. He's at the three point line. The difference is essentially where at the screen you're playing. So are you playing at the level of the screen? So the screener is next to you on your shoulder. Yep. Or are you playing one step back? If you're one step back, Steph's launching. And there's a couple of things that, you, that allow you to do this. Um, and this has been mentioned. Seth Partner talked about this a lot yesterday. It's basically, okay, look, we're going to do this, but we're going to kill you on the offensive glass. Like a little bit of what Boston did was essential. So there's a whole ecosystem here, but like everyone knows offense impacts defense and defense impacts offense. That's like field position in basketball. Like there's, I don't need to explain that it's more exaggerated with Boston because when Boston gets its half court defense set, like they allowed not 0.92 points per claim in the glass last night in half court offense for golden state. That's miserable, but the series it's below 0.97. It's terrible. Like the Warriors can't score on the Celtics team in the half court. That's why they have to get great turnovers. That's why they have to get out in transition. That's why you have to have these breakdowns because otherwise they can't do it. um, so they're, they're basically saying, we're going to take the trade-off of having an advantage in size and athleticism. We're going to control the glass, and that's going to help us score. And helping us score is going to get us back, which is going to help us make things tougher. Some of this plays into the fact of just how the Warriors operate. And like I took a bunch of shit from Warriors fans on uh, Wednesday for an appearance I did on The Favorites, talking about Steph Curry pick and roll, where I said that Tatum's more easily able to impact the game in the series. Not that Steph Curry, does, that Tatum impacts the series more. That's not true. It's Steph Curry. He's the most impactful player of all time, in my opinion. Like, it's Jordan and then Curry. It's the, he's the most impactful player since Jordan. Um, the difference, though, is, like, Kerr has never, never spam pick and roll. As much as it's like, well, they did it in game th- two. They did for a quarter, for sure. And they did it in the third quarter of game three. The Warriors don't want to do this, and that's including Steph. Steph doesn't want to do that. Like if Steph Curry was like, we're just running like like with the and like we're running pick and roll every single time they do it. It's not their philosophy. It's not how they play basketball. Like Dame Lillard in this series would just be like, I am going to do this to you a hundred yeah. times.
1: Dame would be averaging like 40 points a game right now. Yes.
0: Like he would just be doing this over and over and over and over and over again. And this is a lot of where the Warriors are at is or where the Celtics are at. Basically, they're saying we can tolerate the pain. So, like, as a comparison point, a lot of these are actually logged. If you look at it, a lot of these are actually logged as uh, "quote up to touch," which means at the level by, by second spectrum. When the when the the actual when the Celtics drop, um, Curry actually hasn't shot as well because it's like a deeper drop. It's there's a bunch of variations there. But like, here's a good, good example in this series on, on direct shots uh, off of the pick and roll in the series. Steph Curry is averaging 1.35 points per possession. Ooh. That's a 135 offensive rating. For those of you interested, 110 is pretty good. Yeah. 120 is you lit them on fire. And 130
1: is like, it's a, it's a nuclear performance. <laughs> 130 is Warriors third quarter. Remember when you watched that? That's like a 130. <laughs> um, if we look at just
0: in this, it, just game three, Okay, it was one point one seven with him shooting directly off of a pick. So honestly, in the third quarter, it was much, much higher. He cooled down the fourth quarter. And this is part of it is like, can you can you live with that volume that the Warriors put up of that efficiency? Because if you if you start with the building block of is this good enough? The answer is no. But if you answer is it, can you tolerate it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, like, there, was, there were sequences last night where Robert Williams was not high enough and Udoka's yelling at him, like, you got to come up. Like, they want him, I think they want the bigs, like, a step further up. You can tell that, that, here, here's what's interesting, I actually, I think, Brandon, I think that he wants Robert Williams more up and he wants Al, Her, Al Horford further back, and I'm surprised yeah. because I would think it would be the opposite. I'd be like, oh, Horford's really mobile, he can recover, and he can actually show harder. Like, I'd be blitzing him a little bit. A lot of this is, if you look at at where the Celtics have been, they have not wanted to blitz at any point in the playoffs, no matter who they've played. They just, they don't want to, they don't want to get in rotation. Their entire defensive set is, if we can, if we have to rotate, we can. We're great rotationally. We force you to where that's never happening. Like you just have to beat us one-on-one. So that's why I think is now. What I think is interesting going into game four, because this is a betting podcast. Look if the shots don't fall for Boston home crowd, they're jacked up one, one series. Okay. That increases the number of transition plays that improves their efficiency. And you add this on top of it. Like I'll tell you, I don't have a counter in mind because I'm not an NBA coach. I don't have a counter in mind where it's like, Oh, what they should do is like, go to this, like let's go to Andrew Wiggins in the post. No, that's not a thing. Um, Yeah. So it's basically just like, look, if, if Boston doesn't score as well, then Golden State's got a really good chance to steal it because of what the Celtics are allowing from Steph Curry in the series.
1: Well, and here's what I noticed, too, on the, just to add a little bit more of analysis on, on the drop coverage thing, and you're talking about Horford and Time Lord and how they're playing it. Again, I also am not a coach, and I don't know the X's and O's even as well as you do, but here's what I think is happening and why they're playing it the way they are. I don't think Horford can get out there enough. I think we've seen that repeatedly in the series. He can't recover. So even if he plays closer, he's still not getting there, partly because Steph's shot is too fast, partly because Steph is too far out and his range is unlimited. And so it's just, Horford just can't get there. So if you're not going to get there anyways, and your contest is not doing anything other than creating seven point plays, which happened in game three in the third quarter, if that's what Horford being out closer does, you don't want to do that. Time Lord can actually still contest and block a three-pointer. He yeah. can recover and get that. His contest is valuable. But I think here's what here's what I'm seeing when I watch the drop coverage, just happening over and over. What we're not seeing is typical Warriors basketball. Like what we are seeing, like you're saying, is these spamming pick and rolls over and over, and all these shots, you know, right at the top. We're not seeing all the back cuts and the motion and. You know, in soccer, they call it the beautiful game, just the constant movement and pass over here, pass over there. There's the guy at the hoop. We're not seeing that. And I think that's because Time Lord and Horford are a step back and they're kind of yeah. they're staying in. They're clogging the paint. We've seen the whole Western playoffs. I've seen it on the Internet. Everyone's calling it space ball. The Warriors are just spreading everyone out because there's so many shooters, Clay and Poole and Steph. And then not only is everything spread out, all those cutting lanes are open and the Warriors can just kill you with death of a thousand cuts that way. And we've seen the Warriors dominate the offensive glass because there's so much space that now Wiggins and, and, and Looney and the others are diving into that space. So the Celtics are taking away the offensive rebound advantage. That's not there anymore. And they're not giving them all those easy twos. Like in this game, they both teams in this game shot, Uh, 55% on twos for the Warriors, 56% on twos for the Celtics. Here's the difference. The Warriors shot 38 twos. The Celtics shot 54. Mm. And part of that is the Celtics had more possessions because they dominated the glass and they got the turnover battle. But part of it is they're just not letting the Warriors get those twos. Look, I know threes are worth more, but twos are easier. If the Warriors we saw against Dallas and against Denver especially, the Warriors had games of 60 and 65% twos you lose those games. If golden state can get all those twos and make them that easily layups at the rim, you lose, you don't get to win those games when Steph is still going to make the threes. So I think Boston is saying, we're going to take all that away. And by doing that so far, all three games, we've seen that four minute or eight minute barrage of, Oh my goodness, the Warriors threes all started falling. There goes their 12 point lead. The Warriors are ahead now. But you have to, I think you have to believe that you can stay the course and then build back the rest of the way. Like, look, the Celtics won by 16, despite the Warriors barrage, despite literally a seven point play by Golden State. Yeah. Like they, they basically won the rest of the minutes by like 25 or 30. That's how much better they were in those minutes. I think that's the, the bet Boston is making on themselves.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, to your point, one is this is what the switch has always done to golden state is it takes the stuff away and it's like i don't know if they like they i will just say this like they don't beat the 2018 rockets with that scheme without kd um now kd got them out of their habits and that's what they were frustrated like they want to run the same stuff and kd's like you can't it's not there they're not going to let you have it like we have to just we have to punish them and force them to double and what you saw a lot of in game two, and there was another reason I was on Boston was uh, that so Curry was driving and making layups. He's making these tough, contested layups. You live yeah. with it. You just do. If your options are stuffed with a pull up three or a layup, you do take the layup because he is not an elite finisher. Good. Not an elite finisher, especially in contact. Like he likes. Yeah. He likes the scoop shots from further out. Like where Curry really hurts you is you get behind him chasing the three, and then he takes like a a, a seven foot scoop layup.
1: Yeah, the NBA wow. jam shot. I've,
0: I've often I've often joked that like the the key to Curry because he used to really struggle with layups. I've often joked that the key to him improving as a layup finisher was he had to make the shots harder, and then he started making them more. Um, at, to your point, like listen to this. I looked at uh, pick and roll direct scoring from Steph by quarter. Okay. 17 points on 10 possessions in the third quarter. Ooh. That is a 2.125. That's what it's got logged as as points per possession. And, and, so you, the job and look at the actual performance. Points per chance is 1.889. That's that's a 190 offensive rating. Um, in the in the fourth quarter, two points on eight. In the first quarter, seven points on nine. And in the second quarter, just one point on two attempts. So like, this is this is it is like, all right. I mean, in some ways, Boston really is saying like, okay, you're the greatest shooter of all time. You're the best player on the team. At this point with Clay, you are by a magnitude the best player. You are going to have to do it over and over again. Like, you're just going to have to beat us one on
1: one all the time. And that's the challenge that they're making. Um, It's I was going to say too, it's neither here nor there, but ironically the thing that golden state is missing that they need in this series is for Andrew Wiggins to be Kevin Durant. So that when the other stuff isn't happening, they're like, ah, we can't do a thing. You make a basket. Like they don't have the guy to do that. Now that's why Durant was so valuable to the team in the other finals matchups is because you couldn't just be like, we're taking everything else away. Steph, you have to do it because you can't take Kevin Durant away. You can take Andrew Wiggins away by how they're playing him. So that we are seeing, I think, a little bit of value there. And uh, a loss of value from our favorite podcaster, Draymond Green, who did not have a great game in this yeah. one. Very, very invisible. Just just neither end. Didn't make his impact felt. And I feel like we, just, we know we're going to get a more aggressive, more involved Draymond Green in game four. I don't really know what that means necessarily. Like, yeah. I was trying to figure out what's the prop angle. How do we play that? Because for most players, that means you take the points. That's what we did with Marcus Smart last game. I do like the Draymond points, seven and a half. He's had nine points in nine points or more in six of his last nine. But that's not really Draymond's game. It's like, well, I'm going to drive and score more. So if, if we get a more aggressive Draymond green, what's the angle? What can we do with that? Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today
0: with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, just choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, number of points in basketball, or hits in baseball, or rebounds, or stocks, whatever it is that you're into. Then choose the amount. Amount of money you want to enter into the contest if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in the main reason i'm excited about the over under on sleeper is that's the only app where i can join my buddies' contest and play together i have some real squares in my life that i'm looking forward to taking some money off of it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and copy my friends picks with the tap of a button it's insanely fun to write out together stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new over under game have fun with your friends and make some money On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash buckets and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash buckets and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I don't think there's an angle (laughs) because here, well, here's why is like, all right. I'm expecting a great game from Draymond Green defensively. You know, a great game from Draymond Green, which means defensively he's gonna lock down. This is not that series. This is yeah. not that series. There's not a big for him to defend. There's not a forward for him to defend. Like he has to guard guards, essentially. Like Tatum is very guard-like, right? Maybe they put Draymond on Tatum. I don't think that's a good idea. He's just gonna switch off of it anyway. Yeah. Doesn't
1: work. Kind of wasting him.
0: So, you know, they put Draymond on, on Jalen and, and Jalen countered a lot in this game and was fantastic. And I think Jalen might be in the lead. I think he's at least tied honestly with Tatum for MVP. Um Al Harvard looks so good in that first quarter. I was so excited and then it fell apart. It was so <laughs> sad. Uh I think really if we're gonna look at the idea of all right, Draymond's gonna have a good game, it's probably the assists it's probably assist and rebounds over because that's where he's really struggled. I looked at this, he's, this is crazy to me. Um, so he, in rebounds, okay. He averaged nine or more in every postseason under Kerr.
1: Yeah. He's at 6.1. It's really dropped off. Yeah. He's at six rebounds or less in six of the last seven games. And Joe Delara and I keep writing about Draymond rebounding overs in our series prop bets. And yeah, I just, I looked at that again, just before this. I think it might be time to to just get off of that. And I don't know. Is it because Draymond's getting older and just the same energy is not there or athleticism? Like we saw a couple times time Lord just snatched the rebound, like over Draymond green yesterday. Yeah. Like he just took it away from him because he yeah. can. And also I think the fact that Draymond is having the, the golden state defense isn't as strong and he has to do more defensively which means he's out on the perimeter and he's not as in good position to get the rebounds. I think that's maybe playing a part in it as well. So I don't know that I want the rebounds aggression to rebounding makes sense, but the numbers haven't been there, even though we've been playing it, he does have five assists or more in all, but three playoff games. And I think two of the unders there were like games where he had shortened minutes. So maybe points and assists with him, Uh, He did have uh, nine potential assists. I think that's right about where he's been at all series here. So just more Draymond. I think if if you're Golden State, I don't know what the prop angle is for sure. I don't think it's super strong, but Golden State needs him to grab and go. They need him to push the pace and get into the offense quickly before the half-court defense sets up. They need the stuff that we saw him do in game two, the one game they won. He's been bad or invisible in the other two games and they lost, and that's not a coincidence.
0: Boston after a win this post season is seven and seven straight up and against the spread since the net series, they are five and seven straight up after a win and six and six against the spread. So basically like there's no, you know, as much as we like Boston after losses, there's no real angle here for Boston after a win. They haven't been consistent. You know, that's the thing is like they, they screw around and, and, My lean on this game, and we'll see if I get there by Wednesday. It was my first impulse, and I was like, no, 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 no. And then, like, now on on the next day after, I'm kind of like, I think if you're playing, I think if you're playing this game, okay, so the line opens three and a half. It moves to four. I'll be very interested to see what the market does with it because the Sharps have come in late on every finals game. They've just basically come in late, and then we've seen, like, a point movement late in the day of game day at four. I think one, if you're betting this, do not just take the points, take the winner. There's been a lot of discussion about this, but whoever cover, whoever covers wins. Like that's just the finals. There's there's the trend is something like it's ridiculous. It's like 63 and two or something. So I think if there's value, it's got to be on the money line, golden state.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think that you can play, I don't think you can play Boston here. I think Boston minus four feels already a touch too high in the Boston money line. We know I don't like to play the favorite money line anyways, but yeah. minus 175, I'm seeing at 63.6%. Both of those just feel a touch high. And we, we didn't talk about the Steph Curry injury thing that happened late in the game. I, I'm a little concerned. You're really I'm worried concerned. about it. I'm not, but you're really worried about yeah. it. Well, so, so tell me, tell me, tell us why you're not worried about it.
0: All right. So the big quote was like, Steph talking about like, it was, it it felt like that one that I suffered versus Boston earlier. And everyone's like, he missed four weeks. I think what he meant there was he got rolled up on. Like, that's why he mentioned that is just because he got rolled up on. As Al Horford fell on his legs going for a loose ball, which totally normal, like a a normal basketball thing. Nothing dirty. Um, Curry said after the game, he should be fine. He'll get treatment he'll be okay. I just, I don't, I, I, everyone's banged up. They have the best treatment staff in the world. I'll tell, I will just say this when it's serious, you can tell the post game comments will be very indicative. Somebody yeah. will slip and be like, well, you know, we're probably gonna have to do this without Steph." So nobody did yeah. that.
1: You see right? the body language too. But yeah.
0: It's, there's just no, there's not like, Steph yeah, wasn't like, it was just, yeah, he, he got, he got tweaked a little bit. I think he's fine.
1: Yeah. So that, that's fair. So here's where I'm at on the side. I'm probably not going to play a side in this game. I think I like Boston to win better, but not enough to, to drink the juice on the money line. I think not enough to play the minus four. It feels to me like game four is the game for the series. Like, not that whoever wins this wins the whole thing, but it feels like this is the real pivot spot here. Boston Boston is too good, I think, to win this game and then lose three straight and lose the finals. Yes. I think Golden State needs to win this game to, re- to have a very realistic chance to to win the finals still. And if Golden State does win it, we're we're best of three. Two home games coming up for Golden State, and it's a very different picture that we're talking about. Better team or not for Boston, you don't want to have to win another game, maybe two more games out in the bay. So this is the pivotal spot here. Here's kind of the angle that I'm thinking about. Because of like even even though we think Steph is fine and gonna play, even if he's five or ten percent less effective because of the injury which I think it's fair to expect. Maybe he's just a little bit worse, a little bit less mobile. He is everything to the Golden State offense right now. So much that even 10% less staff does matter in this game right now. It's in Boston. We both agree. Boston is the better team and has been for the, for the series. Boston's leading all four factors for the series right now. I have to feel good about Boston at home as the better team. With the other star, probably not 100%. I have to feel better about Boston winning the game. So here's the angle that I'm looking at. I don't want to play Boston's money line here, but I'm going to look at Boston in five. That's plus 350 at BetMGM. Or, and I'll play both of these, you can do the how every game plays out. Or Boston wins game four, loses in the Bay, and then closes out in game six. So I'm not taking Boston in six. I'm not taking Boston minus one and a half. I want that exact outcome. So either way, Boston has to win game four, and then they have to win one of the next two. That's my bet. So Celtics in five is plus 350 at BetMGM. Celtics, Warriors, Celtics, the next three games is plus 320 at FanDuel. Both of those together basically gives me a plus 183 for Boston to win this game and then finish the finals in one of the next two if I like Boston to win here and I think they're too good even to be pushed to a seventh game, the way that they've been playing, the advantages they have, I think that gives me a pretty solid out here. I know you're probably not going to like it because you hate no, when I, I pigeonhole into something. You no, like I do.
0: It. I do because you're hedging, buddy. I, yeah. I love
1: it when you hedge because <laughs> the difference here is is
0: I, I'm sure from your perspective, it seems like I just bet every possible outcome and it's not. I never bet the, the Sixers. I never bet the Sixers. Because I was extremely like
1: extremely the same. We, like, we are in the same boat on that one. <laughs> I never bet the Utah Jazz. Like no, we're not I, in that boat. <laughs> I, you know? hey, so my, my jazz are still 10, 10 wins away from catching my Western Conference finals ticket. <laughs> so, so, uh, but you, you take the, the
0: outcomes you can see and then you shop the lines to find the best return. <laughs> and so for me, this is you and I are in the same place on this, which is look, I said this last night. The Warriors now have to win three of four. From the Boston Celtics. They have to win three of four from the best team in basketball since January 29th, who we like coming into the series, who won game one on the road and defended home court in game three. The numbers for being up 2-1 starting the series on the road are good, not great. You're going to see a lot of like, ooh, teams that are up 2-1 in the finals. It does not matter because all that factors in, basically you won the first two games at home, then you lost game three. On the road, right? Like those yeah, series are very you
1: always lose game three on the road up to 0 Like that. We yeah. know that trend. Yeah.
0: So like that's it's it's useless. Th- these teams are also, I believe, nine and eight, uh, up to one when having started the series on the road. So like there's in game uh in game four. So it's basically a, again, everything says that this is a coin flip. Um yeah. I don't I like that angle quite a bit because we're basically you and I are, are of the same mindset of okay, you can't find you're paying too much on the on, on the on the price for the series after them being up two one, this gets you Boston in every outcome except Boston in seven. And again, if you if you lose the first one and it goes to that second one, if you're just like, well, I don't want to lose, you'll still probably be able to get the Warriors again. You can take them to cover and hedge out of that if you're worried about it. If something happens and you're concerned, yeah. right? Because again, whoever's won the game has covered. So. Um, I will tell you this. You know what my best bet is? I've, I've, I've after doing the, the research. Yes. I'm taking Boston team total under. That's going to be the play. Okay. So, do I think it's more likely the Warriors win than the, than the Celtics? Yes. Is it enough for me to want to play the Warriors? No. Uh, can the Celtics win with a lower team with us if they score no. under sure. the Delta point scored? Yes. So, even though like I play warriors under in game three, I'm playing Celtics team total under game four. That's going to be the bet because Boston shoots a little bit worse. The home crowd effect isn't necessarily as there a desperate warriors team defends a little bit better. Uh, They make a few more shots because Boston's offense in the half court also been garbage. Neither of these teams can score in the half court. The defenses are actually really good. Uh, So I think Boston had in. I also just looked this up on dog.com In the playoffs, after the Celtics have scored over their team total, after they've had team total over, the Celtics are two and six against the spread Ooh. in the playoffs. Three and five straight up, and their team total uh, is five and three to the under. So the team total under after they go over. It goes under five out of five out of eight. So that's enough for me to get on. Um, I don't have to mess with then. then I don't have to mess with the side. I don't have to like stress about the Warriors getting off to a bad start. I don't have if I'm I don't have to worry about like it allows for the Celtics to absolutely play like garbage in the third quarter. I'm taking the team total under is my best bet. I will tell you, I've been betting this. Everyone's so focused on the third quarter. Right. And you've made people a lot of money on this pod with the Warriors home third quarters. And they won on the road last night, which you, me, and raw were but were all like e but they did it. Because yeah. the Celtics again vomit on themselves. Seven-point play. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> uh, but you know what I've been doing? Second quarter live, fourth quarter live Celtics. It is yeah. banging, buddy. Yeah. Like that's now ATS. Uh, second quarter 13 out of 17 in the playoffs. And Fourth quarter is 13 out of 17. Fourth quarter straight up is 13 out of 17. Um, 14 out of 17. Second quarter is 13 out of
1: 17. Or, those are not including the Brooklyn series, correct? Right. Since the Brooklyn series.
0: Yeah. Like they've been absolutely just dynamite in these second quarters and yeah. fourth quarters. And,
1: and they, I believe. I have to look at my notes again, but I believe Boston was the number one second quarter team in, in either the whole regular season or since January 29th. I remember noting that that was a really strong trend coming into the playoffs for them as well. So this is not something new for them, but I I like that angle for sure. I like the Boston team under basically you're buying yourself two outs. Either the Celtics grind out a win and, and win with a low scoring game and you still go under, but get the win or the Celtics offense just no-shows or goes through the the rough patches again. The Warriors win, and then you maybe get Boston on that way. So that makes a lot of sense. I, I'm in a similar spot. My best bet for this game is also an under, but I'm just taking the the under. I'm taking the under 214.5 yeah. and kind of just staying high level on this. I was talking with our guy, Austin Wang, last night. He's our totals guy. He said he loved it. It opened at 215. Loved the under right away. I uh, thought it was a pretty easy decision. This is the one game all series when we're on shorter rest. So we don't know necessarily what will Timelord look like. He was looked fantastic, but now has the least rest he has coming off of it. Steph Curry's injury comes off only one full day of rest. It's just, it's just less rest. These guys are exhausted. The Celtics, don't forget, had seven-game series back-to-back. Like All that plays in a little bit more here. You're a little more tired. Also, the Celtics for the series are shooting 43% on three-pointers right now. The Warriors are 40% on threes. Like, these percentages really can only go down from there for one or both of the teams. Even, like, the Warriors' third-quarter barrage in game three was not the same as the first two games. It To me, it was just they just made insane threes for a while. Like, even that seven-point play was a step three that, look, it's Steph. He's going to make that. But you get the foul. And then the next play was an auto Porter three that the, you know, I I think Mike Breen or someone was like, Oh, with time running down, no, no, no. there's 10 seconds on a shot clock and auto Porter just like came around a curl and took like a moving to his left three fading away and drained it somehow. Like, okay, if you're going to do that, I guess I'll just lose the bet somehow. But like, even with all that, this game finished at 216. And I know the fourth quarter is really low scoring, but I think the line is a little too high between health short rest and just uh, kind of assuming shot regression from probably from both teams. So I like the under, I think that's the safest way here. And I think it's telling that neither one of us really wants to plant our flag on a side in this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think there's value on it. Um, So there's two sides of this games after the Celtics have gone over. Okay. The combined total is five and three to the over. But 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 uh, in the playoffs, after the Warriors have allowed a team total over for the opponent. The under is six and three. So you've got again, this is a messy game like this yeah. is a messy game right now. Here's like the big takeaways that you should take from this game from Brandon and I. There's no value on a side. I lean a little bit towards Warriors. We're both expecting an underperformance from Boston. I think you would agree with that, right? Like if the Celtics go over, you probably think the team total or the combined total goes over again. I mean, I would
1: be looking at under for both teams. So I like the under Boston
0: player. So, and then let's talk props. Do you have a prop that you think is, we've talked about how it's it's difficult here. Like how do we play this? If we're expecting an under what's, what's the best prop for us to find on an under.
1: Yeah, so I had three props. I'll just mention quick that I'm not positive. Like, keep an eye on the app. I'm not sure if I'll play these for sure. But I mentioned before, Draymond over seven and a half points. You don't like playing a lot of overs if you're going under, but seven and a half is not a lot. Like, we can get our eight or nine points and hit the under just fine. So I think just Draymond aggression over on points. Clay Thompson under three and a half threes. The popular narrative with Klay is like, oh, he got loose. The shots are in. Now here comes Clay. That's just not how, That certainly not how this playoff has gone. Uh, each time that he has a big scoring game, it's usually because of a three-point explosion, and then he just kind of settles back into his 15, 18 points a game the next game, not including the first round against Denver. When when he had a bigger role, Steph was out, and just, look, it's Denver. Not including that one, plays under three and a half threes, 10 out of 14 games. So I like that one. The other one, and I, I need to look at this a little bit more because this is not necessarily a one that i would play a lot but i noticed steph curry has 11 steals the last four games he's played this series he has three three and two steals so his steals line is over one and a half is plus 134 and he's he's that's good plus money and he's hit that all three games so far uh so certainly defensive lines if you like it defensive lines in an under his game certainly plays pretty well
0: I feel like Tatum assist is a stay away because we think that the Celtics are alive to win the game, even if we don't want to bet it. Right. So Tatum assist is out. We'll go ahead and like cross that one out. Uh, I kind of think that Marcus smart unders might be a play here.
1: Hmm.
0: Like take points and assist under Marcus smart, because if they have a really, like I have a hard time imagining a game where nobody on the Celtics can score except for Marcus smart. I don't, I don't, I don't see that play necessarily. Yeah,
1: I, I, my caution on that is that I, we just noted how strongly co- correlated smart doing good stuff is for the Celtics winning. And we both think the Celtics are live to win the game at yeah. the very least. Yeah. So then I don't, I don't want to do something with smart or Tatum because we've seen how strongly it was correlated and then we don't know how we feel about Boston.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Props are going to be tough. uh, Jordan Poole-unders. I've been waiting for Jordan Poole-unders. We talked before the series how he's good early in the series and starting to fade late. So I I was close to playing that in game three. He did go under. He only had 10 points. Really, Jordan Poole has been a I can get loose for three minutes in the third quarter barrage and then just hasn't really done a lot else in the series. So he's getting less and less. As long as you feel confident that stuff is going to his, take his whole load and Poole won't have to do more stuff, I think Jordan Poole unders are start to be a play here too.
0: Kevon Looney played 16 49 last night. Kind of weird. Yeah, that was weird. I feel I like to, I on the on trap of like, hey, we got to keep they're hitting shots, we got to keep up with their offense, which is surprising. Oh,
1: and I think there's a little bit of look they're never they're never going to play Draymond less. Draymond is the team, yeah. they're going to play him all the minutes. But I think there's a little bit of fear from Kerr of like, hey man, we can't score with Draymond and Looney both out there, and they're just they're playing five on three defensively. We can't do that. So to me, that's the Looney thing. I I, I texted to you about this last night. I don't understand why Gary Payton played only 11 minutes yesterday. Like to me, both Looney and Payton, they're not Draymond. Like they're actually kind of they're moving around without the ball. They they both cut well. They pass pretty well. And Draymond does those things too. But like they do stuff off ball. I think we need to see more of those guys, but part of where I'm also staying away on props is I don't really know what the golden state rotation looks like right now because yeah, yeah. I've been thrown off so much. Like we were on auto Porter overs in game two. And then they're like, ah, just feel We're going to play Bielitza. And then that'll change too. So just game four screams caution to me. We don't yeah. really know where we're at. And it also is like Kerr. If, if the Warriors fall behind, Kerr has to play all the rest of his cards. That's it. Like you have to play the cards you have left, whatever things you were going to try. Yeah. You can't go down 3 1 in Boston. You just got to go for it. And that makes me a little leery because I don't know what's there and I don't want to go too strong on this one. Okay.
0: So Brandon likes the under. Check the Action Network app for props, is what I would tell you. Yes. Uh,
1: yes.
0: And then I like the Celtics team total under. This is a lot of discussion. But I think it's valuable just for you to know that, like, look, uh, if you're just like, I really think the Warriors, I can't see the Warriors going down 3-1. OK, like there's I lean a little bit. I think there's probably value on Golden State. If you're like, I really think Boston has this. You're not getting a good line. You're not getting good value on the money line. Like, I, I don't think that you're it's the teams have, have that have won of covered. So if you're just like, I think Boston's winning, then play that. But we're telling you, we think this is a coin flip. We think this one is really just like it can go either way. We'll have probably stronger plays. I know we'll have we'll have stronger plays on game five. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll be back with another episode. We'll probably do a uh, draft episode pretty soon, either tomorrow or next day. We'll do that uh, next time that you catch us. Otherwise, we'll see you after game four. Let's get buckets.